you are allowed to take a step away. Oh my God, please. In fact, when I've seen business owners take a step away and refuel themselves and not burn themselves out to oblivion, they come back in their business stronger than ever and their business is better than ever. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're talking about something we've dabbled into a little bit on the podcast before. We've talked a little bit, or actually a lot of it on Instagram, but it's something I feel very called to talking about this week, not only because it's something I'm personally going through, but also I've noticed it come up a lot in my clients recently, and that is push periods. Basically, the time of the, like a time of the year or the month or the day or whatever, where you just have a lot more on your plate than you feel like you can handle. And what do we do in those times? Because as much as we can, you know, plan and talk about taking time off and being as highly productive as humanly possible and all this kind of stuff, there are going to be those moments where it's like, oh my God, this is such an insane week. I don't know what I'm going to do, or this is such an insane month. How am I going to get through this? And it can feel so draining and to be honest, very scary. So I want to talk about how do we deal with those in a really healthy way. And I'll give you some of my super sneaky secrets on how to deal with push periods. But first and foremost, I actually want to start with segments at the top of the episode. Normally we do them towards the end, but I feel like this was a really important One of these was really important that I learned this morning, and I feel like it's good to go into it with. Number one, how was I imperfect this week? How did I get in my own way? I, and you'll hear this a lot in the show, I said yes to too many things, and they all just happened to really come up, and I didn't set good boundaries around my schedule this week. And to be honest, I went into um, Monday with a little bit of that, like, Sunday scary. I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to get this all done this week? And then I was like, no, we have the tools in our tool belt to deal with this. And I utilized basically everything we were going to talk about in this podcast. But it definitely felt like one of those moments like, okay, like, this is a really good learning opportunity for me. And of course, old perfect Nicole would have seen this and been like, okay, this is the new standard. This means I'm doing really, really good. I'm stressed out. So that means I'm productive. And it just would have been a fucking nightmare. Whereas now it's like, wow, this is a lot busier of a week than I'm normal, I'm used to. And I'm excited. A lot of it's stuff I love doing. It's a lot of on camera, a lot of interviews, a lot of filming for courses, a lot of filming for hot seat guest coaching, and a lot of 
client calls because I'm also, I'm also coaching on top of all of this. And, you know, it's, it's, it can still be overwhelming. And I think that's important to talk about. Like I heard someone say recently, I shouldn't feel stressed or I shouldn't feel like overwhelmed because these are all things I love and that, you know, I just, I should be grateful. And I want to talk about that for a minute because shaming yourself into gratitude never works. And yeah, like a lot of the stuff maybe you've asked for and a lot of the stuff you're like, wow, like this is, you know, things that I've really wanted in my life and here they are, but wow, it's just a lot of it and I don't know how to deal with it. That's a whole different beast of its own. It's a much more fun beast to deal with than I'm working for jobs that I absolutely despise and I feel like I'm drowning. It's a lot more fun, but it doesn't mean that you should shame yourself into being hashtag grateful. I think that that's just, that's just never a way to, to get into the state of gratitude. Instead, realize like, wow, yeah, this is the life I dreamed of. And you know what? I'm just now learning that I still want to refine it a little bit more. I still want to make this easier. Or I'm learning like, wow, the dream life that I had a year ago, maybe it's not exactly the dream I want. And I actually want more freedom. I actually want more time off. And, and if that's the case, there's a lot of ways to do that. But I just really want to highlight this. If you are living the life you dreamed of a year ago and you're like, oh my God, I just feel so bogged down. I feel so stressed. That doesn't mean you fail. That doesn't mean you're an ungrateful human being. It just means you are learning more and more and more about what that dream life looks like. I bet you anything, there's some things you want to keep and there's some things you want to shake up a little and that's okay. And I really realized that this week. I was like, wow, this is a lot of the stuff I've dreamed about for many, many years to be featured on these platforms. I got featured on two plus platforms with over like 10,000 people attached to them today, this week. And that was amazing. And I was still really overwhelmed. I was still like, wow, this is a lot for, for a girl for one week. So I just, I really want to share behind the curtain on that. However, with my goal to celebrate, I didn't expect to do this one this week. Um, I was going to do one that was wedding related, which woohoo, we got a freaking Airbnb. If you guys have been following our (laughs) wedding journey of the Airbnbs, that is plural because it's been a fucking nightmare. Um, We had one, we had to leave it. We had another, they said we couldn't do the wedding there. We said, that's fine. We'll do the wedding at a venue. We'll stay at the Airbnb. Then they said, hey, we can't do Airbnbs anymore. And I wanted to slam my head against a wall. Then we found another one that was perfect that was like, yeah, we totally allow events. And they were like, no, we totally don't allow events. So we had to leave that one. But finally we found one. We have it booked. The owner seems chill and I think we're good. And it's so funny because it's like, we were so not party people. We're not on a party um, uh, group. It's going to be a very low key wedding and we're really excited about that. And it's just so funny that we're having all these up against with this kind of stuff, but we finally figured it out. So yes, that is a goal to celebrate. It's a house we love. It's beautiful. It's near the wedding venue. And it's just, we see the little moments there, which I think is really, really important. All the, uh, by the way, everyone in their, and their dogs just knock on wood right now because I don't know if I can take another one. I can, I definitely can, but this is, I've had a few bridezilla moments with this and I don't love that. Um, But my goal to celebrate here 
actually comes from I was at the gym this morning and um, I was lifting weights and I was listening to a podcast and the podcaster was talking about taking a five-week sabbatical and I was like that is so cool I definitely want to learn more about this because I am very good at taking time off during my day in my business taking a long week or several um, several weeks off is not something I've done yet. And note the word yet. I want that to be something that's very, very soon on my to-do list. Um, But she was talking about how in those five weeks, she realized that she had no identity outside of her business. And it really got me thinking. I was like, wow, there was definitely a time in my life, maybe honestly, even just a year ago, maybe even just eight months ago, that I would have had a very similar experience. I don't know who I would have been outside of my business. I don't know who I would have been outside of personal development and growth. But these last few, especially these last few months in particular, I've been really doubling down on what is Nicole? Like, what is Nicole outside of business, outside of personal development? Who is she with her friends? Who is she with her partner? And it has been lovely. And I've found her. Sounds like I dusted her off outside of a fossil. Um, I didn't find her. She came alive so much easier than I thought she would. I'm talking about her like she's third person. I came alive so much easier than I thought I would. And it's because I didn't force myself to be something that I thought I should be, which is an old perfectionist pattern of mine. I instead said, what do I really enjoy doing? And it was, I love laying up by the pool, listening to a super nerdy podcast. Right now, uh, in between my binges of binge mode, which if you guys haven't heard me talk about, it is my favorite podcast on the face of the planet that is not personal development related. We're going to do a My Favorite Things podcast in a few weeks, and I'll probably talk about this one on there too, but it is a podcast that's all about doing deep dives into different fantasy elements um, like Game of Thrones, Marvel, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I listen to that, or I'm right now binging a podcast all about a uh, four guys playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm dead serious, and it's amazing. But it's like I realized, wow, I like that brings me so much joy. And then like I'm going to a spa on Monday with my two best friends that I've been friends with since literal high school, and I'm so excited for that. And it's like really just finding out who I am, what I love outside of personal development was so much easier than I thought it would be. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second, because again, eight months ago, this would have been a very different conversation. But I listening to this podcaster this morning talk about this, and she's like a multi seven figure entrepreneur. She's super, super big. She's been in this space for a really long time. And it just kind of made me be like, wow, this is something I really feel like I'm doing right. This is something I really feel like I don't want to compromise ever again. I love this. I love ending my day and getting into like Nicole mode outside of entrepreneur and having that be a very easy transition. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs who don't feel this way. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm a super fake persona when I'm in my business. I am a very real raw version of myself. It's just a different version of myself. And I really strongly recommend for anyone who's listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're someone who's very heavily immersed in their identity and their career, 
start toying around with this idea. What would this look like outside of work? What would you look like outside of work? What are some things you love to do? And honestly, one of the easiest things to start is just getting on a sheet of paper and writing what I love to do is and like finishing off that sentence with as many things as you can think of. And these can be things you've done or never done or things that you have thought about doing, but you haven't done since you were six. It doesn't matter. It just, it really just thinking about what sets you on fire, what makes you come alive. And for me, it just happens to be Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I've never played it. Okay, uh, listeners who have played Dungeons and, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons, will you guys let me know your experience? Because now that I've listened to four guys who are just like insanely good at it, I don't know if I could go in and play like a regular game because the DM in this one is just so incredibly good that I'm like, could I just go and do like a, a normal one? I don't know if I could. I think I just like listening to it more. But if you have ever played, will you hit me up and let me know your experience? Because I'd love to know it or any other um, role playing game. I'm not just I'm, I'm not just biased to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, OK, and <laughs> stepping off Nicole's incredibly nerdy high horse. But you know, what? I love that about myself. I, I know nerdy has a really negative connotation to it, but I hope everyone knows that when I say it, it's like I, I feel so much pride for the amount of nerd that I have. It's like I shoved that version of myself down for so long because she would get beat up and laughed at and shunned from groups. And now I'm in a relationship where it's such a huge part of us. I'm in friendships where they embrace that side of me. And I just, you know, I just, I'm, I'm so happy to be in a point where that feels celebrated and real. So that is my goal to celebrate. Very, very, very happy. Let's talk about some push periods though. First and foremost, let's do a little reader's digest of what a push period is. Push periods are when you look at your week, your month, your day, your year, and you say, holy God, this is a lot. And here's the deal. Some of you might be living life as a push period. We'll get to that in a second. But let's first of all talk about how, to, how can we avoid this? There's one of the things that I've noticed with push periods is we normally don't realize we're in one or about to get in one until it's way too late. And sometimes I think that's more self-inflicted than real, but that's a different topic of conversation for a different day. How do we avoid it though, if we can? Because we totally can. Number one, we set very clear boundaries around our schedule, around what we can take on, around um, if you're an entrepreneur, especially around the amount of calls you take during a day. I know just recently I was like, okay, let me try opening up my schedule a little bit more. And I was like, whoa, that's too much. And so I, cl- I closed off some some areas again because it was just too much for me to handle. And that's okay. Like I, I really accept that part of myself and I say, wow, This doesn't mean I'm failing or it doesn't mean I'm not a good enough coach. It means I am a really good coach, but if I go five hours a day on Zoom nonstop with a 10-minute break in between, I'm not the best coach. (laughs) Like, I'm not very good by the end of it because I'm just so, like, spaghetti brain because you have to be on so much for that. Now, it's not just with, like, on-camera stuff. If you're a writer, if you write straight for five hours a day, that's tough. 
I, I can't even imagine doing that and your brain being on that whole time. Our brains just aren't designed that way. So avoiding a push period really comes from setting very clear boundaries around your schedule, around projects you take on, around events you're helping with or family you're helping out with. If, for example, you have four weddings in the month of July, I've talked to a few people who are going through this right now, and they're like, I can't do any projects outside of this. Like my parents are trying to get me down there and I'm, I'm trying to do this project for work. And by the way, I'm also trying to build a business on the side. Like that is a push period and beyond. And I want to really heavily state this. It's okay to step away for a second, especially uh, business owners and creatives and entrepreneurs. We panic when we have to step away or ease back in our business because we're so used to going 10,000 miles a minute. When in actuality, a lot of the times when I've stepped back and been like, okay, like I'm right now working three jobs. I can't do this right now. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get a podcast episode. Let alone, <laughs> my God. I remember there was a time when I was working two jobs and doing two podcast episodes a week on top of trying to build my coaching business and coaching a few clients at the time. And that was insanity. So there were a few times where the podcast, the second podcast episode of the week had to be five minutes or none at all or a repeat. And I hated it. It didn't make me feel very good until finally I said, okay, I can't do this anymore. Let's just go back to one a week. And it's been so much more manageable. It was so much easier. If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Now on to the episode. So uh, you're allowed to restructure. You're allowed to dip back. You're allowed to, I mean, like literally I just took almost two weeks off of posting on social media, at least like posting on my native feed. I do like a real, maybe here, maybe there, but I think I posted maybe three times in two weeks, which for some people you might be like, that's about as much as I'm doing right now. I was a very consistent social media poster for two years. Um, That was just part of me building my brand, but I knew I was focusing on a launch and I was like, I want to really focus on that for a second and take a step off of this. I recently just posted a reel on Monday or Friday, whatever day of the week it was, and it went viral. I didn't post for two weeks almost and it just went viral. Now, I don't say this to brag. I say this to say your business will still be there when you come back. We forget that. We're so afraid of becoming irrelevant or mediocre or like we're not trying hard enough or scrolling through social media, seeing all these people launching or getting ahead, quote unquote, and thinking, oh my God, I'm so lazy. I'm not getting ahead. You are allowed to take a step away. Oh my God, please. In fact, when I've seen business owners take a step away and refuel themselves and not burn themselves out to oblivion, 
they come back in their business stronger than ever and their business is better than ever. It's just something to think about. But avoiding, again, avoiding a push period is a lot easier said than done. And a lot of the times we don't realize we're in one until we are, oh boy, in one. So what do we do when we are approaching a push period and we're not really sure that we can get out of it? This sounds so like shackles. I'm not saying like sometimes it is a lot of really fun stuff. It's just a lot of really fun stuff. So what I always do, and I did this very specifically going into this week, is I set very clear structures around when I'm working. I do not work before this time and I do not work after this time because I know that for eight hours, nine hours, or even sometimes six hours a day, I am so heavily needing to be on that I do not work past that time. And honestly, I don't even think I'm working nine hours at all this week. I think it's most six, but it's such heavily on time that I'm like, okay, when I'm off, I am off. So I put really, really, really strict time limits around things. In addition to that, I am putting very strict boundaries around social media. I'm not scrolling because I know that if I'm in one of my downtimes, if I'm, let's say I'm off at four and I spend an hour scrolling through social media, I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm going to feel more stressed out. So I put very, very, very strict and and needed boundaries around what are things that do not make me feel good and what are things that are. So for example, one of the things I love is after work, I love getting into some nice and comfy clothes and doing a paint by numbers kit. That time to me is so sacred. And even if it's just 15 minutes, it's better to me than scrolling social media for 15 minutes because I know I will feel more refueled by the end of my paint by numbers than I will at the end of social media. So I take my my work time very seriously. Now that also means on the flip side, when I am in my work period, I am in my work period, meaning my, um, my phone, my computer, my watch is on do not disturb. I am not like, this is something I see so often with push periods is people feel like they're frantic and running around with the chicken with their head cut off. And I ask, how often are you multitasking? Or how often are you getting distracted by notifications? And they say, literally all day. And I'm like, you're making it 10 times harder for yourself. When you are allowing yourself to get distracted, and yes, I'm saying allowing yourself because it is your choice to have your messages on. You can talk, and I, I, I can almost hear the employees listening to this podcast being like, but my boss needs to get me on Slack. That's fine. I have worked on Slack. I have had a lot of messages on Slack and I've felt like I needed to be on all the time on Slack as an employee. When I had a conversation with my boss and I said, hey, I noticed that I get really good work done from this time to this time. I would love it if I could, would it be okay if I put my Slack on do not disturb? And she was like, um, yeah, of course. Like it was such a, a duh, like question to her, but I had a conversation And because of that, I had my Slack on for, or excuse me, I had my Slack on do not disturb for two hours every day. I got like 500 times the amount of work done in those two hours, which meant I had more time to work on my business later, 
which is one of the reasons I am full-time right now. So I really want to stress this because I can, I, I know that putting things on do not disturb really stresses people out, especially the people pleasers listening to this podcast. Oh, I know how much you want to be on and available all the time because if you're not, then people will hate you. They won't. They won't. Do yourself the freaking favor and put your shit on do not disturb. I cannot stress the importance of this because Literally, there's so many studies done that say when we have our stuff on do not disturb, it is screwing our brain. It's also screwing our ability to focus. When we have do not disturb stuff on and we're in like a really good, or excuse me, um, not on, and we're in a really good flow state and we get a notification or we get a phone call or we get an email and we don't only see the email, we have to check it also. When we're in that state, we feel frantic. When we're in a state of trying to multitask, we do not do work as well. We feel more frantic. We feel more distracted. It takes us 40 times longer to get something done. I'm not saying it's all about speed here. I'm saying it's about you feeling good about the shit you're doing, especially in a push period. If you're trying to be a chicken with your head cut off running around in a push period, you are not setting yourself up for success. By giving yourself the space to be on do not disturb, by putting your stuff away, Literally, there are times when I have to put my phone in a whole other room because it's so distracting to me. I, I, I feel so much more in control around my push period, which means it doesn't feel as much like a push period. And I'm able to take more time off and rest, which, by the way, is number two or three. I can't remember what we're on. If I am in a push period, I take my rest so seriously. And I don't mean serious, like, I have to rest now. I still have a lot of fun with it because if you take your rest a lot seriously, you're just putting a lot of pressure on yourself and that's not really resting. I have a lot of fun with it, but I don't schedule stuff during my rest time. Even if it's 20 minutes, an hour, 15 minutes, five minutes, I am so careful about that time. So careful. I, I literally schedule it like it's almost a meeting in my calendar because I know if I neglect that time and I just schedule more things or I do more stuff during that time, I will be so burnt out. And I know so many of us have lived life burnt out and I finally hit a point where I was like, I will never do this again. It's miserable. It's not living in my opinion. So... I will do, quite frankly, whatever it takes to not do that. And that means being very, very, very strict around my rest time. Now, that also means I am pretty, I'm going to say the words, make strict a drinking game for this podcast episode because I'm also very strict. Maybe I need a different word. I'm also very conscious, there we go, about my moving my body time, working out, feeling like I'm still putting my health first. Health is one of my highest values. And I'm not saying it needs to be yours, but it's one of mine. If I am not taking care of myself from the inside out, then I am not as good of a coach. I'm not as good of a partner. I'm not as good of a CEO, a leader. I'm not as good of a family member, a friend. I want to be 
very good at all of those because they're so important to me. And if I neglect my health, it's like a domino effect and it all falls down. So like I mentioned this morning, I went to the gym. I moved my body. It felt amazing. I did not want to get up at 6 a.m. It felt terrible. I wanted to sleep in so badly. And I almost did, but I didn't. I said, no, this is so important to me. And I know I can't work this in anytime later. And by the way, I don't want to. I want to do this now. So I got up. I went to the gym. I listened to an amazing podcast. I worked out. I did a really awesome kick-ass exercise by my maid of honor and um, best friend, Kiana Reese, who's a personal trainer, shouts to you, Kiana. She's amazing. And I feel so much better because of it. So much more clear, so much more on. And that wouldn't have happened if I neglected that. So whatever your high values are, again, it doesn't need to be health, but that's mine. And by the way, it's been a lot of studies done about how moving your body, even if it's a walk or yoga or intensive breathing or triathlon, I don't care. Whatever level it's at, it doesn't matter. But there have been so many studies done showing that when we move our bodies, we think clearer. When we move our bodies, we're a lot happier. There's the whole quote from, not miscongeniality, from Legally Blonde that's like, endorphins make you happy. (laughs) They do. And happy people just don't kill. Um... They really do. And again, I'm not saying this needs to be your number one, but I am saying there's a lot of studies showing that when you move your body, you think clearer, you're more productive, you are more creative, you're a happier person, so on and so forth. I will take take that with a grain of salt, depending on where you are in your health journey. Last but not least, when I'm in a push period, I always, 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 always have two things in place. I have a deadline for the push period. If your push period is indefinite, put a fucking deadline on it. We are not meant to live in push periods and yet so many of us are. So I always have a deadline and normally it's no longer than a month. Last year I had a like three month push period and to be honest, it was hard. It was really hard. I was not... Um, not fun. I was not a fun person to be around. I'm just going to be totally honest. Now, this is a week and I know the day. Actually, it's not even a full week. It's four days. I know the day. I know the hour my push period is done. And it is wonderful because it gives me the option for number two, remembering the why and keeping my mind on the end result. I know why I'm in this push period. And it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled that I am doing all these features and these podcast interviews. And I have these incredible clients that I'm meeting with. And I also have the Get Productive community that we meet with twice a week. Like, I love that we have all these things in place. And when I remember that, when I remember why I'm doing this in the first place, it feels so much easier. So much easier. And when I know, okay, Thursday afternoon at, I think it's 6 p.m. Yep. Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. I'm done. The push period is done. I will still feel so good and so filled up because I remembered this entire time. This is what I love to do. This is what I love to do. Doesn't mean I want to do this all the time. 
but it means it's just a little extra of what I get to love to do. So I feel very strongly about this because I see so many of my clients, of people in this community, get into push periods and tear themselves apart. They get so stressed and it tears on their body and then they're tired and then they're burnt out and then they're miserable and then they're crabby and then they're thinking, oh my God, when did this happen? Why did I go 10 steps behind? And then they beat themselves up for going 10 steps behind. I don't want you to have that. And I really strongly believe that you don't have to go down that route. I really strongly believe it. We have become a society that praises being busy and more importantly, praises being stressed out because you're busy. I chose not to live my life like that anymore. And I will tell you, I am so much happier because of it. I'm such a much better coach because of it. I'm a better fiance. I'm a better business owner because of it. But I had to put these things in place. I had to do something different. I had to have some uncomfortable conversations. I had to put up boundaries. I had to maybe make myself not available 24-7 in order to have this in place. And let me tell you, again, I am a better coach, business owner, partner, friend, all because of it. So whether you're in a push period right now or you're in a push period in five months, have this episode available to you because you do not have to go into push periods and say, I'm just going to be miserable for the next three weeks. I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. I just don't. And I hope you don't either. Okay, stepping off my soapbox. You guys, I love you. I hope this episode was helpful. If you enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend. Share it on social. Tag me at Life Coach Baker, especially if you or someone you know is in a push period. Send them this episode. Also, if you have not, please rate the podcast five stars. It takes literally 0.04 seconds to do. And then if you really want to go above and beyond, Take a moment and write a little love note in that review section. I talk about this all the time, but it's because it's so true. When you rate and review podcasts you love, whether it's this one or others, I hope you do this one in addition to the other podcasts you listen to. When you take a moment to do that, it helps more people find the show, which means we get to do more of these shows, which means we get to embrace more of this experience and, and grow the podcast and have really freaking cool guests on like we have coming up very soon. I am just so grateful for everyone who's done it already. If you haven't, it can be heart emojis. You can put three freaking heart emojis and that I will know as Nicole, I love you. You're amazing. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here today and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.